Hello everyone and welcome to All Things Suck. It's the podcast where we can have a laugh, we can have a moan, we can talk about basically anything. And with me today, a very special guest, someone who I've known for quite a long time and someone who has just informed me, we should be on the better side of it now, but someone who had quite a, a fun partying weekend. It is the a lovely Tara B or Tara Adams or just just lovely Tara. What 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 uh-huh. name would be best? Just Tara's fine. <laughs> we'll go. Just go. Tara. That's fine. That's fine. Anyway, so it's been a few months since we last had a catch up. And I just thought, you know, every now and again, it's just nice to touch base. And, uh, you of know, course. having having the platform where you can just chat, have a laugh. We can talk about anything, basically. It's It's got to help, hasn't it? You know, it's got to. It's got to help you, like even like just to throw anything into the ether, just to just for someone to hear. It always always sure, makes you feel absolutely. better. Thank you for having me, by the way. I appreciate it. It's very oh. very very nice of you. Always. So now this is this is quite an interesting situation because now we are officially what eighteen months since we had the pandemic first um, really make mm-hmm. waves, and now. I guess this is almost like life as it's going to probably be for a while. This is the sort of like the next stage now. You know, we've um, we've gone through an equilibrium that we went for so long. We had a problem. I wouldn't say so much we've had a solution because, um, you know, the problem is still quite active. But mm-hmm. we are now into this new equilibrium, which um, I'm still getting used to because I think I think over the last year and a half, I've, I kind of got a, a way of how I enjoyed my life, and as much as yeah. as much as you can, when you get told, um, you know, for me, have a prime minister who basically goes, "Oh, no, 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 don't don't go outside, but uh, don't don't talk to people, but please do talk to people, but don't go and meet anyone up, but go meet people if you can be safe, and don't do this, but do that." And yeah, it's it you do get a bit confused, and you just think, "Fuck it, I'll just just stay home." I you think that'd do. be the easiest way of doing it. Yeah, you know. Here, like I got vaccinated back in, I guess it was April, and then I had to get you had to wait like two weeks or something, and then you get I got the Pfizer vaccine, and then hmm. so and there's a lot of people I know that that won't get it, and I'm like, and everybody's you know trying to make it a political issue and stuff like that, but quite honestly, I mean, I heard I was listening to uh our uh, national public radio NPR the other day and and they were talking to someone and he's like you know it's not it's just that people most people are it's not the vaccine failure it's the failure to vaccinate because if everybody would just get their damn vaccination and i mean yeah i mean you feel like crap the the next day or whatever but otherwise after that you're all right you know it's just just get it, yo. So we can get on with our lives because it's, it's halting up a lot of things. Like I saw on the news yesterday, we're like, was it the um, world cup qualifying out? And was it like Brazil or something? And, and like, it ended up getting canceled because of COVID restrictions or something. And they were already out there about to play and mm-hmm. all this stuff. Well, you know, I mean, like we have just around the world everywhere everybody wants to go to a show or a concert or, or whatever and you know like I eventually just said screw it and I went to a comedy show back in June and and I didn't wear a mask or anything and I just sort of gave up on the mask I'm, I'm over it 
because I feel like, well, you know, I'm vaccinated. I reckon I'll be all right. But on the other hand, you still have to be careful. But, you know, I just Mm. I really think that that if everybody would just get a damn vaccine, you know, just believe in the science, even though it's it's if you can still get COVID if you have the vaccine, but it won't be as bad. This but, is the problem. You want people to believe the science. Unfortunately, a lot of people like to believe their friends on Facebook who say, right. oh, no, don't have the vaccine because it's because, um, you know, it will it will make your skin turn gray or it will it will it will put a microchip inside you and you'll yeah, start broadcasting phones. You know, yeah, the I government's going to come after you if you because if, if you get a vaccine because you got a microchip. Well, hell, they already there. The world already knows anyway. I mean, hell, they 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 probably you know know about your phones and your computers and and everything so you know i mean what gives just go get it i'll, I'll be honest you know i've i've had um, my two doses of the pfizer vaccine and you know i think with any kind of vaccination you do have that that slight little bit of hesitation almost because you're like you know it's it's all fine but you hear certain things, you think as, as much as you shouldn't have them in your head, they kind of do rattle about. And, you know, the positive things I can say is that, you know, after my first vaccine, I, I was a little bit sick of it the next day, but it wasn't too bad. After my second one, I was absolutely fine. You know, no headache, no real sickness or anything. I I felt great. And, you know, to top it all off, you know, I've been going about my, my life as I can, as best as I can. And, you know, my phone signal is bloody brilliant. So, you know, um, what, what is there to argue about? Right. I mean, I, I got mine in like the first day, like my arm was kind of sore and I had a little little bump on there. But and then like the next day I was really it made me really tired. And then the second time I had it, I was fine. And then at one point during that day, I felt a little tired again. I think I had a low grade fever. But I mean, again, it wasn't anything major it wasn't you know i mean it was just a minor just feeling like mm. like like blech you know <laughs> like yeah. shit you were just think, knackered or worn out you just felt like you've been hung over or something yeah i've even I, been drinking you know <laughs> when i had my first one it was sort of about four uh, about five o'clock in the afternoon so <laughs> had a few hours to kind of settle in i think i went to bed i woke up about two three o'clock in the morning and i was like yeah i do feel a little bit a little bit out of it um my second one was on a was on a sunday morning and i've got to be honest yeah you know, i was pretty much fine you know just went out first thing you know had it done um and that's the thing as well i found a massive difference between when i got the first and got the second jab because the first one it's almost like a very military operation so yeah you, you go into um basically where mine was it was in a a theater in like one of the one of the local towns where they just took out all the seats took out the stage and just had that whole area for for the vaccination so i went into went into like the reception and they go yep take your name yep yep down there yeah oh yeah that's fine you, you go through here go to my next colleague oh yeah well take your name yep take your number yep yep here's your card that's going to have your details on it but yeah on to the next person and then they go yep i uh, just need to read this out to you do you have any allergies towards the following stuff have you had a fever have you tested positive in the last two weeks have you that's like okay yeah. after all that and then um and then there's the the weight yeah. When you sat down and you like, you know, they're calling up one person at a time. There's about 10 uh, different um, 
I almost want to say trenches. So like 10 different areas just sectioned off where you've got your nurses that are administering the uh, the vaccinations. And then as you go in, they're like having a nice little quick chat, go, hi, you're all right, yep. Um, you know, how you feeling? You're good. Uh, yeah, what armor are you having it um, placed into? And then, and then, you know, that was... That was pretty much it. Yeah. And then um, and then afterwards, we um, I, I'm sure you probably had it saying your side. They said to go and sit down for 15 minutes and just right. uh, let it, you know, let it settle in to make sure there was no there was no immediate yeah. effects. And then yeah. even after that, they then come up to you and just go, yep, yeah, you're all good. Are you OK? Yeah. OK, well, thank you. I uh, hope, like, you know, safe trip home, whatever. Done. Second yeah. one. Second one was not like that at all. Second one uh, to begin with. Um, I gave them my name and they said, uh, no, you're not down on their list. I went, I think you'll find I am. I, mm-hmm. I booked this when I booked my first vaccination. Um, and he's like going through the board. I said, look, I can even see my name and I'm looking this upside down. And they went, oh, oh, yes, sorry, sir. And then went to the next person. They went, oh, yeah, you're having Pfizer vaccine. Yep, yep. All right, go through. And literally I got called over to the to the tent to get my vaccination and do you know what? I think I literally I don't even think I don't even think my backside even touched the seat and I'd already <laughs> been injected and they went yeah go on go over there it's like what that, that what I, that's I, it I, I, <laughs> it's like hang on, hang on hang on hang on what happened to the other five or six people I've got to get through to to get to this point you know what's uh what happened to all of them oh no okay um all right so I just went and sat down and then um because they say oh yeah 15 minutes to wait because the the room had um, been changed so it was a smaller area obviously there was less less space because obviously they're trying to keep the social distancing in effect right and uh you know when they're going like one of the nurses just come up going um okay if you're all good um we know we know we say 15 minutes if you're feeling all right after 10 and you feel you're good to go then you can go Mm-hmm. Which is basically a better way of saying that we're running out of fucking seats. Get out of here if you feel Get good. Out of here. Right. I mine was at a um was at a uh we have a, a like we have county fairs, you know. So yeah. we had a they had it at the at the fairgrounds and then the fairgrounds they have like a auditorium thing and and then and the the um the mid the I don't know the the middle part of the arena is like dirt because that's where they do all like the rodeos and stuff like yeah. that. Well, anyway, so we, I, mine was a drive-through. So I'm driving through this coliseum, this little arena, and there's like I think like military nurses and stuff like that out there. And um, so I just was in the car, and they just got me in my right, in my left arm, and um, that's incredible, huh? That's incredible. What? I didn't realize that you, you you guys had a drive-through vaccination. That's a-, a lot of places did. They had drive-through places in um all around the country. Um, a lot of them like they set up like Yankee Stadium had a drive-through like out in the parking lot or or out in the parking lot, uh, the car park, whatever you want to call it, where like where our football where the Titans play, where at Nissan Stadium, which is ginormous, and and they had you know. Cause it's such a big, huge area. Um, they had, you know, certain areas set up and you could just drive through and do it. And um, so it didn't take that long, mm. but it was like waiting at McDonald's or something. Instead of getting a <laughs> double cheeseburger, you're getting a damn shot, but you know, <laughs> but, but 
do you know what this is this is what i always find fascinating even like when i went to yeah it's been a good many years since i last went to the states and even back then the number of places that had a drive-through you know um yeah, you know, we're starting to get a couple of them. You know, we in the last few years we started getting drive-through coffee shops because you know uh-huh. we um, have drive Starbucks. Yeah, we, oh, do you know what though? But we've had um for a good few years we've had the like the coffee shop really take over. And for us, obviously, we have Starbucks as well. But the big one in the UK is um don't know if you have it in America. We have Costa, which is a yeah. uh, a, a big coffee brand and no lie in one of our um one of our shopping centers in one of our malls um near where i live no lie there is three of these costa coffee shops just in mm-hmm. the one mall oh my god that, yeah but not only that we also have a starbucks which is still there and we also have another coffee one called cafe nero which is which is lovely really yeah. re- really good really strong coffee we have um drive through well you know during the pandemic of course drive through stuff was really the way to go and or a curbside pickup if you were ordering from a restaurant or mm. or ordering something from a department store yeah or something like that you know you could just let them know that you're there and they come outside and give it to you but um now i don't think they have these here but when i was growing up in south mississippi you there was a bridge and it take you to and it crossed the state line over to Louisiana. And back then in Louisiana, the drinking age was 18. Well, hell, me and all my crazy friends, we went across the bridge and there was a place called Daiquiri World. And it was a drive through liquor store and Daiquiri place. And you could. <laughs> And they that, that don't encourage anything bad at all, does it? Hey, no. let's, let's get drive through alcohol, <laughs> right? I know, but wow. uh, because I was like, you know, don't drink your drive. This was in like 1994, I don't know, three or four, anyway. So, yeah, and I mean, like, if you got caught with a that with a and it was in a styrofoam cup with a lid on it, it looked like a like <laughs> it was almost like you had a coke or something. But, you know, nobody would know unless you were drinking and driving. But, yeah, we, we do that every now and again. But um, those were the good old days, you know, when you're young and stupid. But um, I'm sure they'd notice when they see the car start swerving. No, no don't, don't worry, officer. Don't worry, officer. It's, um, it's, a, it's, a, it's a milkshake. It's a, it's it's a, a milkshake. It's, it's a yes, milkshake. It's, it's, um, it's nothing more. It's nothing, it's nothing, nothing more. more. <laughs> Jesus yeah. Christ. That's, that's insane. Um, but, I know. But, I think. There's some that still do that, but I'm not sure. But in Louisiana, I mean, their middle name is drinking because, you know, that's that's part of their their culture is drinking. And so, I mean, you got when that in like we just had hurricane um, season. And so they had those bad hurricanes down there in Louisiana. And so I have family down there and and um, and they were on the Gulf Coast around Mississippi and Louisiana and all that Ida. So um. You know, I mean, they people have hurricane parties and, you know, people lost their electricity and stuff. So some guy went out in the street and had his got his set up his barbecue grill and everybody in the neighborhood came out with the, all the stuff they had in the refrigerator, like all the meat or whatever. And he started grilling up, you know, and so everything's a party in Louisiana. But um, <laughs> I'm, not what, I, it's, it, I'm still thinking back to to your to your drive through um, for your like for your daiquiris. It's like that's it that's just mad um but but do you know i like i say from 
when went to America years ago, I I, I do remember going past a drive-through bank, which yeah. which really weirded me out because you'd always think something so something like you might have to do something so personal, something like you know something that you might not really want to talk about. You can imagine like shouting out to her, go, oh yeah, I want to take out two hundred dollars. Sorry, can you repeat that? I said I'd like to take out two hundred dollars. Yeah, drive through to the next window, please, sir. Um, that, just, that just seems mad to me. We do have drive-through banks, and I have to go to the bank for my work every day if we get cash or yeah. whatever. And so they have like a drive-through bank, and they have somebody there at the window, and they have like these little tube things, and you hit the and you take the the little tube out, and you put your money and stuff in there, and then you hit the button, and it goes sh- it vacuums it up. It's like shoo. <laughs> and it and it and then it, it lands at their window and it's crazy but um yeah so you know woohoo um i uh also um i don't know like uh they have everything is like instant convenient nowadays like you can't mm-hmm. nobody wants to wait for anything you know oh I yes have, that's a- yeah. It's, it's it's awful. I mean, I was in a line the other day and I was all I wanted was to get a a I don't know, like a I think I got a bottle of water and some chips or something and and I was like and there was like three people in line. I was kind of in a hurry and I was like, "Can we just go?" <laughs> but I mean, you know, it's so stupid how we, how we are nowadays. Every, everybody wants like just like just add water, you know, instant and uh <laughs> yeah, it's sort of like living almost like Jetsons lifestyle. Well, you know, everything's a capsule. Just like, yep, just put water on it. That'd be fine. Uh, yeah. But do you know, I found one of the biggest, uh, uh, you know, there's been a few shocks, I think, since um, coming out of our multiple lockdowns and trying to adjust yeah. to this uh, to this new normal. Um, a couple of weeks ago, I went to my first live music show since oh, since February last year. Wow. Um, Who'd you go see? We went, um, me and um, Matt, who used to do the... Uh, yeah. Used to do radio alternative with yeah we um yeah we had a uh, we had our first catch up for about three years which wow. was really nice yeah we went to go and see a band called Grace Solero and they were playing in a, a nice little venue in London and oh, um yeah we said oh you know it'd be nice to have a catch up doing that and what I obviously you know I, I try and make this sound not as bad as possible no oh, I don't care but, but um no I'm just <laughs> uh, during the the first lockdown in particular um. There was a, a lot of alcohol consumed. Let's just let's just put it out there. Yeah. And when you can buy literally almost like like a pound a bottle or a pound a can for for drinks, yeah, that's pretty reasonable. Now mm-hmm. the first time I go back into um, a, a London pub and I think, yeah, let's have a drink before the show. And so I bought myself a pint. I bought uh, Matt a pint, and um, you know she comes up with the. Uh, like with the like with, with the device to take the payment and uh oh okay it said 13 pound 50 i thought jesus fucking christ how much how much that's a that's um i, I could i could have gone to i could have gone to my convenience store i could have bought myself a pack of 12 tins for that you know i could have i could wow. have got i could have got off my face for that kind of money but instead no i'm not even gonna have the two points that i've bought for myself um that was just everything's yeah. so expensive everything's more expensive now Mm. um like i mean i bought a beer when was it at a, when i went to see i went to see uh uh sebastian maniscalco he's a hilarious um uh 
comedian. He's from he's from Chicago, but his parents, his families are Italian immigrants. Mm. And he's like really big deal. So I went and saw him and I paid like I got a beer. Um, I think it was like I don't know, ten dollars or something. Well, hell, <laughs> you can get a six pack for that, you know. It's crazy. Or, or a little bit less, but they're all like that at those at those at like sporting events and mm. concerts and stuff. All the drinks and everything are always more, but you're like, well, I'm here. I guess I'll go ahead and you know spend <laughs> 20 bucks on a on a two bottles of water or whatever, you know. Mm. But like um I know that uh everything's gonna like our gas prices are ridiculous, and I I mean it's most places it's like three dollars and 80 cents a gallon or something which is ridiculousness and mm. here i mean it depends on what part of town you go to but everything is higher like groceries are higher you know i mean i bought groceries just the other day i guess it was like monday or something and it was like two or three bags of stuff and it was like fifty dollars i'm like are you kidding me <laughs> this doesn't look like no fifty dollars worth of groceries I mean, come on, man. You know, it's just ridiculous. You know, on our side, we've obviously had, um, you know, we finally had Brexit, which, you know, a lot of, um, I, I, the nice way to put it is um, Pratt's, a load of um, imbeciles wanted, because they thought, yes, you know, Brexit, we're going to have our country back. We're going to be able to do everything we want. No, we are fucking not. You know, everything seems to have gone up in price. We always seem to have shortages of some very essential items. A couple of weeks ago, we had a shortage of chicken, would you believe? You know, we actually had uh, a number of uh, restaurants. Um, I think, I don't think so much like KFC were affected because I think they probably get theirs from, is that even real chicken in KFC? That's that's another question. I don't know. Last time I had KFC, it was really greasy. Yeah. So I was like, you know, I don't know, but I know what you mean. Like, you know, <laughs> some mutant animal that's just been, um, yeah, we can form this into chicken. No one will right? ever know. Right. It's like going to the Chinese place. Well, you know, am I really, am I really eating um, chicken lo mein or is it cat lo mein? You know, you don't know. <laughs> oh, uh, yeah. It's a true, true point now. Um, but, you know, even, um, yeah, I'll say, I'll say, yeah, we had a lot of our restaurants were shut because, because uh, mm-hmm. yeah, there was a massive chicken shortage, which oh was, uh, which is always quite fun when you have something like that. Um, oh. Obviously, we've had uh, a good number of products that have not been coming into the country too well because we've had a a big um, problem with lorry drivers in the UK at the moment. Apparently, we are short of something around about forty to eighty thousand lorry drivers. And you think how essential these guys are for bringing, uh, like bringing groceries, bringing medicine, bringing all these different products, uh, you know, across across the UK to from other EU places and from all yeah. these other things. Yeah. So, you know, so yeah, we've been we've been kind of feeling that yeah. one as well. But hey, you know, we have Brexit. I mean, it's cost us a fucking lot of bad stuff. But hey, we've had it for for the people yeah. that thought this was a good idea. Right. And I tell you what, here, like in the U.S., like I had a friend, uh, it was a a woman, actually, girl I went to high school with, and um, she was a truck driver, a lorry driver, I guess that's what you want to call it. But she drove like 18 wheel and um, her boyfriend was a truck driver, too. And at one point, 
like during the pandemic, you know, all these poor little truck drivers out there hauling ass trying to get stuff to the to the stores and what have you because we were on a toilet a toilet paper shortage, paper towels, you know, cleaning products like chloro like disinfectant, mm. you know, disinfecting wipes, um mask, you know, all those kinds of things were just there was nothing. You'd go to the grocery the the store and, and there would be like no hand sanitizer, you know, nothing at the especially at the beginning. And mm-hmm. now, obviously, it's everywhere. But she was just saying how hard it was, like, because a lot of the places didn't want, mm-hmm. like, they have little stops along the highways or along the interstates, you know, where they can stop and take a rest um, and go to the loo or or whatever they got to do. But some of those little places were like, nope, nope. And I'm like, what the hell, you know? Mm-hmm. But um, anyway, it's kind of like... Um, there's a, we have and I didn't know this <coughs> excuse me until I started working in the car dealership I worked for for Hyundai or Hyundai whatever you want to call them oh um, you know what I think I I had a Hyundai for about eight years and I pronounced it differently every single time yeah but <laughs> um they and I didn't really realize this but all the, the car dealerships because a lot because Hyundai's or Hyundai's are made in Korea mm. and then you have like Nissan and and um you know honda and all the other car makers well there's a car shortage because there's a chip shortage and the little microchips that they go into the to the dash panel that that bring up all the electronic stuff you know like the radio or the Mm. or the um or the that tells you have you know the speedometer and the you know all those kinds of things because you know nowadays cars are really high tech they have all the the your dashboard screens all you know it's all bells and whistles and you know uh wireless this and yada 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 well anyway well there's a shortage of the little chips so now we're only getting i think at one point they said the dealership was getting like you know 20 30 cars a week or something now we're getting like you know 10 a week or three you know so it's just and we don't have any cars like yeah we have we have lots of used cars but mm. the new ones people are buying them before they even before they even um before they're even de- the new ones are even delivered yeah i mean it's really terrible yeah i, th- I think you know this is uh this is something a lot of people were still getting to realize that you know, we have so many people that think because they've had the vaccination, if you think, oh, yes, the world's all back to normal. No, it really is not. If anything, you know, we're still we're still deep in it. You know, there is a lot of things that get affected. It's not just that, you know, um, I, you know, one of my favorite pastimes, something that does keep me sane and because it was difficult while uh, pandemic was at its maximum um, was cinema. You know, I, I love going uh-huh. to the pictures. Yeah, I know. And yeah. Uh, you know, during last year, I, <laughs> I I remember going to the cinema about a week and a half before we had our lockdown initiated. And the last film I saw in the cinema, funny enough, was Sonic the Hedgehog, um, which, uh, you know, of all the films you could go and see, you know, why, why not go and see something about a, like a video game character? But it was a lot of fun. Um, but then after that, the only film I really saw um, later on that year was a uh, tenant the um oh i wanted to see that one. so bad mm. it was a good film yeah. 
I wanted to see it and I loved Inception, mm. which um, the guy that directed that directed Tenet. And um, I saw Inception at the movie theater and I wanted to see Tenet, but I was so reluctant to go because at that time you had to like, it was like buying a concert ticket, you know, you had to, it was like going on Ticketmaster or, or whatever mm. it is you use and pick your seat and you know, go ahead and pay for it or, or whatever, because they were doing like every other seat and you had to wear a mask and all that. Yeah. So, but I think it's on streaming, but I, I, I'm afraid that the, um, that the, what's the word I'm thinking of? That the pleasure and enjoyment of going to see a, a film at the cinema is probably going to be long gone. I mean, we've, I mean, for like 40 years, we've had like, eight, you know, cable, like HBO, mm. stuff like that. But, and you could always wait and watch the movies then. And then of course, you know, came around like VHS, video cassettes, DVDs, whatever. But now, since we have like streaming television, you know, you can watch, you're like, why the hell, why don't I go to the movie? Where I can watch it on, Net, where I can watch it on Netflix or watch it yeah. on, you know, or whatever. And, and that's a shame because I, I liked going to the movies. Well, this is it. Um, since because our cinemas opened again back in May, so uh, so we've had a few months of them back in, and you know, I I kind of made the most of it as soon as the cinemas went back open. Uh, for one thing, I always made sure that yes, I had mask on when I was in cinema. Um, yeah, the same thing they were doing, they were keeping uh, spaced apart with some of the seats, so. Uh, if you sat somewhere, they gave at least like one seat gap between you yeah. and the next person, which was pretty good. Um, now, I've, uh, you know, I couldn't even say how many times I've been to cinema since it came back open, but I've been to see a lot of the films in particular I wanted to see last year, which obviously got delayed because of pandemic. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, I've seen a good array of like um, action films, seen some comedy, I've seen some horror stuff. So I've had a fair mix of cinema. Uh, the most recent cinema um, outing uh, I had was on Friday night when I went to go and see uh, Shang-Chi, the new Marvel film. Oh, yeah, which, I've heard about that. Was it which good? It's really good. Oh, I, good. I, I really did enjoy it. It was a fantastic movie. Um, now, when I booked the tickets, I booked them quite a bit in advance. Mm -hmm. And uh, when I last went to cinema, which was about a month beforehand, they still had the same rule in place where they were keeping the gap between the seats. Um, oh no, they don't do that anymore. Um, <laughs> so as we, as I've gone to sit down, like me and a couple of friends, we just looked around and we went, fucking hell, it's busy in here. And um, we realized, yeah, there was no more necessary gaps being put between right. people. They're just like, well, it's up to you. You chose to come in here. So you're fucked. Right. Um, and you can't wear a mask at the movie theater because I don't know about y'all, but here, I mean, if I'm going to the movies, man, I gotta have me some popcorn, yeah. You know? Oh, yeah, no, and no, no. With extra butter and and a big old drink. Well, hell, I mean, and they but they charge you so much for it. But well, in some of our cinemas, we've got um one of our cinema chains. They they actually do tickets quite reasonably priced. The majority of the tickets are only five pound each, so that's roughly. I don't know it'd be about six dollars fifty. Wow, like that. that'd be great if I could go yeah. to six, go to the movies for six fifty. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but then we have another cinema where the tickets are roughly about eleven, twelve pounds yeah. each. We um, used to have the we used to have the dollars the dollar movie we called it, and it was the old movie theater. 
and they always showed like outdated movies mm. but you could go for like a dollar fifty or something you know that was fun i mean i like going to see some of the old films in cinema because especially if it's one that you never really got to see on the big screen it, it makes right. quite a nice change if you can then say yeah i'll go and watch that um yeah. you know years ago i went to watch um back to the future because oh, i'd never well, seen I'd never seen that in the cinema. <gasps> Shut but, up! But then they, they, well, obviously, I, I wasn't born when it was first out. Um, yeah, but then they brought it out again for the 30th anniversary. Mm-hmm. And I said, oh, I've got to go and watch that. And I remember going to see it that night. And, um, you know, the screen was just absolutely packed. And, uh, mm-hmm. you know, you're looking around, you've got a lot of people, you know, dressed up as, uh, as Doc Marty. and Marty. And, and uh, it's yeah. like, Joe, it's really bad now because I one of my favorite shows at the moment is Rick and Morty. I keep obviously because they're based off of Doc and Marty. I keep going, right? Yeah, I keep going, no, no, it's not them two, it's a different two. Um, but yeah, it, it was really fun. And when you watch that on the big screen as well, it's there is a different feeling to that when you have you have because you know, films are made for that experience, they're made to right. be up on that big wall for you to, to enjoy. It. And right. you know, watching um. Watching the Shang Chi film on Friday night that that is definitely one that you do have to watch on the big screen because it is just it's just beautiful, it's so spectacular, and it has a lot of influences from you know some very big Chinese films uh, such as like Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon, um, House of Flying Daggers, things like that. It's it, you know it's the spectacle of it. It's so beautifully shot, and you know and because it's a Marvel film. They always do manage to inject a good lot of action into it. Uh, some quite good comedy as well. And just yeah. and what I always like, it's the you cast. It's like, it's like when you see these, and when you see like a Marvel film, they always seem to get some real big names in the, right. in the movies as well. And in this one, you know, there's, you know, they, they do depend on a lot of, um, obviously like lesser known actors as well. But then they had uh, um, Aquafina, who I absolutely love Aquafina. I think she's a funny funny woman especially if you get to see her show nora from queens it's a brilliant watch um sir bing kingsley is in it you know fantastic fine actor um michelle yell um again going back to crouching tiger and dragon another fantastic star you know and it's like i say the film just looks so good and it's one of the things that if you watch it the first time on your tv or some people now watch a film straight through their mobile it would feel disappointing. It just wouldn't have that same impact. Yeah, I agree. It's like, I remember when I went to see um, the 20th anniversary of Star Wars, mm. I was in college back then and I was only like one year old when the when the quote unquote first one came out. <laughs> you know? But, um, and then we went to the movie and saw it again. And this was in what, 1990 something. But anyway, mm. It was so cool. I was like, wow, you know, everybody's like, yeah, you know, but um, anyway, I mean, there's just obviously, I mean, you know, I've watched a lot of documentaries and stuff like that and about movies and people and people in movies or whatever, or how <laughs> movies are made or, you know, whatever. And they're like, you know, there's always just something about going to the movie, about going to, to see a film. You know, and 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 that's what you know. I remember um, after nine eleven here, um, you know, people were so tired of looking at the news mm-hmm. and hearing about what had happened that 
everybody started going to the movies again. Because at one point, a lot of the big malls and big hotels and big places, they had closed because of the threat, right? Yeah. Well, eventually they opened the cinema back up. And something like, just like the, the, the movie, it was some Nick, I can't remember the, what it was, but it was just like these, these offbeat comedies, these movies that, you know, would probably never really had made much money at the box office, but they did because everybody was just trying to get the hell away yeah. from looking at the news. It, and from it was a way at, of lifting people's spirits. Right. Yeah. yeah. And, um, you know, it's, um, yeah. it's interesting because that, that how things like that happen. And I remember, you know, like after it happened, when we had our, the first, uh, NFL our first football game you know and it was like Dallas and Cowboys and somebody or whatever and but it was just like everybody was just like whoa you know so excited to Mm. be able to do those things again it's kind of the same thing with the pandemic I guess you could say it's like well not necessarily as far as like the track well yeah it's tragic that people died Mm. from uh the coronavirus and things of that nature but I'm just saying like just the fact that you're able like you were saying able to go back to the cinema go to a baseball game, go to a football game, go to a, you know, a concert or mm. whatever, you know, it's just really nice. I, and, um, yeah. I, I think, yeah, I think that's true. And, um, you know, um, at the time of, uh, at the time of this podcast recording, um, we are just uh, five days away from, you mm-hmm. know, as, as, you know, just making a mention of it from one of the biggest tragedies in you know, in modern history, um, mm-hmm. the 9-11 terror attacks, which, you know, to this day, it, you know, it's still such a horrible image for so many people. They were so, um, mm-hmm. and, you know, I still remember the first, um, the first moment I heard about was when I came home because um, I was in, uh, I was in school at the time and because mm-hmm. of the time difference, um, I literally got home and, um remember someone was talking about it when I was on the when I was on the bus saying about oh something's happened in America and as you get home like you turn the TV on every channel mm-hmm. is just showing this footage from from the towers just uh just seeing these airplanes as they've gone crashing into them and you know it's it was horrifying you know it was horrifying to see mm. them images because you know not to say it in a horrible way but it looked like almost like something out of a film you know you don't expect oh, to see you don't expect to see that kind of image. You don't expect to see like CGI it. or something. You're like, what the it's hell's like, going on? And, yeah. and, and I remember it was in the morning and I was, I had only lived here about a year and I had gotten up cause I had to be, I was working at a hotel at that time hmm. and I had to be at work at like, I don't know, 12 or something. So I was up, it was like, you know, 9am ish. And I had my, I remember I turned on the today show I remember eating my breakfast. I was still in my pajamas. I remember, you know, Matt Lauer and Katie Couric saying, you know, something's happening at the World Trade Center, yada, yada, yada. And then they were showing the image. And then when the second plane hit, Hmm. my heart just sank. I was like, oh my God. And Matt Lauer said, clearly this is deliberate. And then, you know, I, I, I will you know, they always say never forget, but you shouldn't forget. And, and, and um, now, and then of course with the Pentagon and then out in Pennsylvania, out in that field, well, 
when they found out that the plane that was that crashed in Pennsylvania, they say it was heading toward the White House or toward the Capitol. Mm-hmm. So um, they got the military involved and they were out there, the jet fighters trying to catch the plane because they were going to try to, they didn't have a choice but to, but to shoot it down, you know? Well, mm-hmm. obviously the people in that plane took over and crashed it themselves, so to speak, to keep it from going over there. But, um, you know, I, I've, I've listened to, you can find them on the YouTube or if you watch the documentaries or whatever about it, you can hear the recordings of, of people calling home, you know, of, of people calling their loved ones, of people, you know, calling for help, you know, and um, it's very heartbreaking. And I, I tell you, I, I, um, I may have said this last time, I don't remember, but my mom and I went to New York a couple of years ago and I, we went to the 9-11 Memorial and oh my God, Joe, like it was like, like where the building stood, you know, they have these never ending like waterfalls and it has a plate the, with everybody's name on them, you know? And I remember I put my hand on there and I swear, I mean, like, you just get chills and there's such a presence of like, you can like, it's like, you can feel it. Like you can feel those people is, is just weird, but the museum is quite overwhelming, but it's very, very well done. Mm. Um, and it's like, I mean, they have like one of the, they have, you know, fire trucks that were, um, they were smushed, you know, melted, smashed into pieces in there. They have, you know, um, they have some of the firefighters, you know, jackets and they have like a, you know, like a shoe or, or part of the spire from the mm. top of one of the buildings, you know, <clears throat> and um, <clears throat> one of my coworkers, her, she's from Massachusetts, but her husband's from New Jersey and he was a firefighter in New Jersey. Well, anyway, of course, Jersey's across the, across the, the Hudson from New York. Well, he spent six weeks out of ground zero and um he didn't talk about it very much because you know it was it was very um traumatic Mm. and i i mean i it's just like you know my my grandfather who was in world war ii was there when they um he was in the air in the uh air force and he was there when they um liberated the concentration camps so he was there at Dachau and but he when they liberated that concentration camp but he don't ever talk about it he never talked about it much just a few times you know because it was so traumatic but I'll I'll have to say I'm sorry I'm kind of taking over the conversation I don't mean to (laughs) no no that's no that's absolutely fine um you know I think that the, the important thing going into uh going into the 11th of September this year is that you know there is a lot of people that still feel and rightly so they still feel a lot of pain over, over this. Cause you know, it's, it's not so much, um, you know, you may not have lost a loved one, but you may know someone that died in it, or, you know, you may have, uh, you know, you may have been in the, in the, in the area, you may have been near the towers when it happens. And, you know, when you think now, 20 years later, everything that's gone on everything has changed and i know people that even the last few years that have been to um like you say you know you you've been to to ground zero and you see a lot of people that have been around the area and you know 
a friend of mine who went some years ago, he said to me, the only thing he could do, he said, he, he walked around, he said, and the only thing I could do was just keep my head down. He said, cause, cause I, I, I don't know. He said it was like, there was like a presence almost. It just felt, mm-hmm. it just felt so eerie being there. Cause it just, it just felt like, even though he had no real personal connection to right. that place, it's just because of the history, because of everything that went down there, mm-hmm. you just almost feel like this unearthly presence upon him. Mm-hmm. And it's it's such a it is such a strange thing to think that you know something like that still sticks with so many people. But it's good to also re- to see that so many people do personally feel it, and they feel you know whether it's um, they feel love to the to the people that had sadly passed. They feel respect for those that have obviously carried on their lives since then. They show gratitude to those that did everything they could to help, you know, stop it from being even more casualties that could have happened on that day. Right. But, you know, just to, and I think it really brought together, you know, many people, many communities. And when you have something, such a big tragedy that, you know, as a, that affected you know, not just thousands, but millions of people. It was mm. good to see that sense of like connection, that, <clears throat> that that almost like that unity. Yeah, I feel like place. like you don't see that anymore because we're so divided now. But back mm. then, like I mean, the whole world was just like I don't know. You just like you could feel you could feel that, like you said, the connection, the unity, the you know. But also, you know, it was just I mean, people from all over the world, all over the place, were coming to help out to do what they could do you know and um it was really really nice to see that and um you know but then you think about like during the pandemic when everybody was on lockdown and stuff like that everybody was you know at a certain time going out on their their balconies or or their windows and 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 cheering for all the healthcare workers and the mm. you know stuff like that it's kind of that same kind of thing you know in a way yeah, I, well, I don't know how it's affected with like the hospital workers over in the states, but over here we've had, um, you know, to be honest, our government have really uh, fucked over our, yeah. our our NHS, our you know, our right. people because, um, you know, when you think of the last eighteen months, um, these men and women, they have had themselves on the front line dealing with thousands and thousands and thousands of people that have been affected by this virus you know you know they've had to they had to deal with uh, they had to deal with something that they knew nothing about they had no way of knowing how to control the sickness they didn't know how to keep someone comfortable they didn't know anything of what to do mm-hmm. you know we were having some of our some of our bigger venues turn into hospitals just to deal right. with the overflow and um you know at one point you know we had um, we had at one point we had over forty thousand people that were in hospital with this virus, you know, and and at one point we, you know, we was averaging around about thirteen, fourteen hundred people a day dying of this virus. Mm-hmm. You know, I know in I know in America, you know, you've had a lot of numbers as well. We've had a lot of deaths, and you know, that's been all around the world. And you think these people that have been front and center, you know, doing everything they can to you know protect people to try and save their lives to you know get them back up and running again get them healthy again and you know i understand you know we're still technically 
in recession after recession, we're always we're, there's always going to be something that says, you know, that we we can't have the the budgets for our country like we like. But when you think healthcare workers, how much they put in, and then the government says, uh, yep, for thank you for all our government, um, for all our NHS staff, all our doctors, all our nurses, we're going to offer a one percent pay rise. It's like, woo, take you know. you're taking the piss, one percent. One percent. That's like, are you kidding me? Like, I think it's ridiculous because I feel like you know, like, uh, teach educators, like teachers, and firefighters, and nurses, and people like that. Like, they all should be paid like, like a hell of a lot more than what they're getting. Mm. And it's the same thing here in the states. You know, I mean, there are certain areas of the U.S. where it's worse than others and some of the uh hospitals or a lot of hospitals they ran out of room they ran out of beds you know stuff like that and and these poor nurses are just you know they're just overwhelmed and they're tired and they're exhausted and and it's it's taken a mental toll i think and a physical toll on on them and um that's a damn shame because you know this is what happens when people don't get vaccinated you know however you know whatever the case may be whether it was during a pandemic or not you know still you know i think the world's healthcare system is a bunch of shit you know it's just ridiculous like i mean you can't and right now you know, if you had a, 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 if you need to go to the ER for something, even if it was just something that was minor yet, I mean, it wasn't life-threatening, but it was still something that needed to be taken care of right away. Um, you know, you'd be sitting there about four hours before they even saw you because you're not critical, mm-hmm. you know, and, and, and that's just awful. And I, and I, I hate it. And I, and I, I think that, um, I wish we had some kind of healthcare system where, um, where you know, like you wouldn't have to. If you did have to pay, it wouldn't be a. You wouldn't have to pay so much. Mm. Maybe just a a limited amount, like you know, twenty dollars, ten dollars, five, whatever. And then you know, I guess what I'm saying is have the government take over the healthcare system. But on the other hand, that not might be the best idea. But if they could do it in a way where, I don't know, where you wouldn't have to pay so much and medicine is so expensive. Like, I know some people that can't afford their medications. They, you know, it's just like, what the hell? And these pharmaceutical companies, they're just sucking money out of everybody. You know, yeah. it's ridiculous. I, I think one thing to take out of um, everything that's gone on since we've, been given the vaccinations for for covid a lot of people keep uh, come up with all different excuses as to say why they sh- they won't have the vaccine one of the first ones i i got told was oh they're going to make it too expensive i went no free, not, no it's free you know they're basically saying we want you to stay alive take the vaccination and then you know the popular one oh but they're going to have a microchip in it it's like um yeah Yes, because really your life is that interesting that they're going to follow you, mate. Yeah, fucking jog on. Um, Right. And I think that like President Biden did all he could to make sure that everybody mm. got their vaccination. I mean, that's the one good thing I could say about him. I mean, I, 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 
Well, let's, let's put it this way. He hasn't he hasn't um, got people to storm the capital yet. So, uh, no, yeah, he's definitely but, on the better side of history at the moment. Right. I feel like, though, that, you know, he 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 um, I don't and I know a lot of people in his in, in the Democratic in his political party somewhat agree. But I think that he could have handled the Afghanistan thing a little better, um, you know, getting all the 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 people out of there and then the U.S. citizens and. Mm. Um, stuff like that instead yeah. of waiting until the last like, I did, minute. I did think of it when um, they, they announced it about the evacuation um, of troops and of nationals. It was kind of like, um, yes, yeah, so, yes. Would you like to leave Afghanistan? Yep. Well, fucking hurry up! That tr- plane's about to go. Quick. It was basically right? like that. Yeah. It's like the it's like the last minute dash at the airport. You know. Um, right. Yes, when um, you run yes, through the terminal yes, trying uh, to catch your plane. Yeah, your plane. Your plane is um, leaving in ten minutes. <laughs> You're in gate 125. Oh my God, I know, right? <laughs> I've been that's there. What it felt like. That's what it felt like. And then, yeah. and then when you see all these people that are clamoring onto these planes, trying to, you know, trying to get out, trying mm-hmm. to escape, that I had two questions about that, really. For one mm-hmm. thing, you know, they knew how many people were going to try and get out. Why not mm-hmm. maybe think of, you know, maybe putting some more planes out for people to evacuate? Mm-hmm. But also, second, why take off a plane when you've got so many people literally down on the ground? They're going to run them over. You know, they're going to run these right. people over. And, you know, it's, it was horrible and it was disgusting to see, you know. It was. I so feel like they could have handled it a little better. I feel like that if they'd have had a better plan of, mm. you know, let's have 30 planes ready. Let's have, you know whatever however many planes you needed let's get those ready let's mm-hmm. let's 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 get that ready so there'd be enough for everybody instead of you know two you know but i mean i, I get guess to the I, chopper right that chopper you that's, know? that's what it felt that's what it felt like you know everyone's just like yeah yeah you know. i think that that i understand where he's coming from with it and i don't know how i really feel about it i mean some some of it i get some of it i don't really understand necessarily but my point is that you know i feel like that the handling of it could have been better hmm. that's all i'm trying to say so um you know you know I, I i don't want to um well i don't i don't really want to get targeted by the taliban let's just be honest but <laughs> i would just say you know i don't think any of this has really in my opinion been so well thought about because it's like ever since the evacuation was officially put into play uh you know the 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 afghan government have basically gone yep right oh we're back in control now um you're going to see a lot of changes and it's like all this stuff that they were saying yeah we're going to keep the same things that are for you you know we're not gonna we're not gonna make enemies with the west because you know you're only doing what you were supposed to be doing and then like you can almost hear like in their mind they're going we shall get them later and then you've got right. you know and then you've got um you know all this stuff about you know like fair rights for women and children they go yeah um you know the um we're gonna allow women to continue education uh continue no, working not. and driving and in their minds like oh i almost cracked myself up that's what it sounds like that's yeah. what it almost sounds like it sounds it's like, like you can almost wah. hear you can almost hear the voice in their head at the same yeah. time it's like uh, they, they say one thing and they're gonna do a completely yeah another and i don't really like i have a there's a gentleman that that works at our dealership and he's from syria and he Mm. evaded syria about i don't know seven years ago or something and um and he told me it was really hard to get out of there because that was when their wars and whatever was going on was starting and 
So, I mean, he's glad to be in America. And I remember on the 4th of July last year, I mean, this year, he said, this is my first 4th of July as an American citizen. Mm. Like, I'm so happy. And I was like, you're awesome. First of all, for trying to get the hell out of there, you know, and secondly, for, you know, being proud to be an American in a way, you know, I mean, I'm all, I mean, I'm all about, you know, there's some people that are so, so far right that it's just annoying, you know, but I'm kind of in the middle, you know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Like politically, but I frankly think that everybody deserves opportunity, you know, I don't care where you're from or what color you are, you know? I, do you know what? Our, our politics over in the UK have really, um, have really been quite intriguing because, uh, I'm sure I did tell you before we had a gentleman by the name of Dominic Cummins, who was the, uh, the, the chief advisor to, um, to Boris Johnson. Mm-hmm. And um, he thought he was above the rules and uh, Boris Johnson basically protected him by, by, you know, pretty much rewriting the rules as he went along to, you know, obviously to, to um, basically to protect the guy. Cause the guy had loads of shit on him and, uh, you know, he still didn't work out well because the guy then quit the job eventually and has now started exposing all this stuff about Boris. And, uh, you know, and, and even his government has been uh, slowly crumbling. You know, the whole thing with the evacuation of Afghanistan, uh, Dominic Raab, who is the uh, foreign secretary, he's um, he's fucked up. Let's be honest. He he was on holiday when he should have actually been, you know, trying to mm-hmm. help with all the uh, all the sorting out to get people back into the UK, like all the nationals. Um, right. We had um, another, another guy called Matt Hancock, who uh, um, I don't know if this story got over to the States, but he was our, uh, um, what was he? He was, he, he was, he, he had, he had some job in the UK. Um, he was like, <laughs> he was in the cabinet anyway. Um, and uh, he, he was one of these guys that you could tell, he was literally just doing as he was told kind of thing. You know, he had no, no real mind of his own. Um, although it turned out, though, he did actually have a couple of secrets as he got caught out um, with some other woman, um, you know, and uh, it was all splashed about on the newspapers of him, um, you know, not only like, like you know, canoodling, I guess it's better term, right. with this other woman, but all over the newspapers, they had this video footage and you can literally just see him like, you know, he's got both hands on this woman's butt cheeks, basically. And he's like, you know, but it's like not even like, you know, like, like a caressery thing. It's like proper grab it. It's like, you yeah. know, but it's, it's, it's hilarious. It's like, you know, and, um, and then, uh, you know, he you trust politicians, man. I tell you what, like the same thing happened here in the U.S. I forget who it was. It was a senator or something. And he had been <clears throat> messing around with some other girl and then this young girl and then his wife was like you know i can't remember if it was his the the girl's age or what it was but there was something really shady about it and um and he i don't know it was yeah it's the same it, it happens everywhere yeah it doesn't matter got, where you live i've got to tell you though the best bit about it though was that when um yeah, when this Matt Hancock, when he basically had a press conference and uh, he was being asked about this affair. Um, now, what would be your first point of call? Um, I'm sorry for the hurt I've inflicted to my family. Or 
I'm sorry that I've you know let this government down. I've let the British people down. No, no. The first thing he said was, I'm sorry that I broke social distancing rules. It's like, what? What the hell? Are you, you fucking moron, you know. What an idiot. Are you shitting me? Like, yeah, that's you know, you know, his wife and kids are fucking hurt from, you know, from what he's done. Oh, my you know? God. What about your bunk? Yeah. You know, the, the whole government is just made to, you know, already, they already look like a joke anyway, being led by oh, Bojo true. the Clown. Yeah, yeah, but, you yeah. know, but to see him just go, yeah, I'm sorry that I broke social distancing rules. It's like, mate, you are a fucking idiot. What? You're why? But but then you know, and then um, when Boris Johnson was asked, you know, are you going to sack him? He went, well, no, no, I don't, I don't think that's um, that's necessary. It's like, hold on, the guy fucking broke the rules. He's made you look like absolute idiots. You know, he's been caught out. He's basically, you know, put a, a massive red mark against the tally that you've already got next to your names. And you're, like, yeah, you know, we're going to keep him in. And then because like the government backlash, you had all the other backbenchers that are like, well, no, he shouldn't be here. And then you know public all start getting in the news all start getting in and then 24 hours he 24 hours later matt hancock put his own message out to say yes i have stepped down i've resigned and then boris johnson then stopped trying to take that it's like oh actually no i sacked him um it's like no because you said you weren't going to sack him no i sucked right. him. I, I got rid of him uh no you fucking didn't you liar and you know oh, yeah. the, the same thing happened here in the u.s with uh uh what's his name governor cuomo of new york um <laughs> because he had all these sexual harassment these people saying that these ladies saying that um he sexually harassed them or groped them or or whatever now i don't know if that's to be true i mean these days you know you can't you don't know what to believe but uh and as a woman i mean i understand i mean if something like that happens you're gonna want to say something about it but then on the other hand it's like well okay but He's a shitty politician. Mm. Um, and so, but he had to step down. He resigned about, I don't know, a week or two ago. You know, yeah, um, here we go. Yeah, an investigation commissioned by, because I took out, because I do remember this story coming and out. That, a just while shows, ago. that just tells me that you did indeed do this. Yeah. That's why you're you're stepping down, you know. Yeah, but you know this is, and it's the, I think it's the play. Instead of like admitting that you've done wrong, they go, "Well, I'm going to step back from things." It's um, you know, we had uh, what was it about two years ago now? Um, Prince Andrew, he mm -hmm. was obviously being investigated a lot about the whole oh, yeah. Jeffrey Epstein case, and right. um, some of the stuff he came out with, um. Is you know is is brilliant basically you know that you, you the stuff the guy said in all these different interviews and um, you know he tried to at one point state that he couldn't have been meeting up with Epstein or something he couldn't have been doing um, because on that specific day he was at a Pizza Express having dinner and <laughs> um, and like I'm sure he goes to a pizza place yeah but do you know what even funnier the next day. Um, you had a whole lot of people um, bombarding this particular pizza place. Um, you know, some of them like putting little jokey comments saying, yeah, a great place to go if you want to uh, meet up with the family and hide some secrets and stuff like that. And then, <laughs> um, but then probably the best thing was um, they were saying something about him. Like, I, I can't remember the full context of it. Something about him perspiring. Something. He went, oh, no, I, um, I don't sweat. I, I, re I don't have the ability to sweat. It's like. What? what a bunch of bunk. What but, a bunch of crapola. But, 
it's it was just hilarious and you're hearing That's this guy crazy. talk this talk this absolute bollocks he's like yeah no um no i don't have the ability to sweat it's like um mm. well let's put you in front of a judge and let's see let's see what happens then mate right? um, i mean i just think that that a lot of people that like prince andrew or whoever that have money and have have a title and have a yeah. have you know um and have some kind of clout mm. or some kind of power so to speak you know they think that they are entitled yeah. you know and that well that can happen to me i'm i'm fucking prince andrew i'm fucking the <laughs> you know prince charles or camilla or, or mm. i'm i'm fucking donald trump or whatever it is you know and i can i can do what the hell well, i want I well that would be a really people. weird addition to the royal family wouldn't it yeah you find oh, that know, donald right? trump's a, a you know a long a long distance relative the queen God. would probably slap him. God, I, the, the, que- the queen, the queen would fucking execute him. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's true. Let's, let's yeah, be honest. She, 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 she get old school and break out the guillotine, you know. But but <clears throat> uh, what was it? There, there was the old joke before, wasn't there? That um, I can't remember. What was it every president or something like that? I, it was a joke in The Simpsons, actually. I, I I remember it really well. Um, what was it every like every president in their first term gets free gets free murders you know no questions asked <laughs> and um you know i got and you know it's it's such a bad thing to remember but you know it's such a good simpsons episode anyway yeah. when lisa becomes president and um, right. yeah and it's like um you know wonder who you could pick um <laughs> but, you know, imagine if like the royal family had something like that well i guess if you believe the stories um they kind of did with um with uh diana but you know we Aww. i don't i don't believe that I don't um, think so. I'd, I'd like I to. Mean, I'd like to say that was just a genuine accident. You know, I'd I like to think that, think was just... that they were that heartless to put her in that kind of situation. I mean, mm. especially for William and Harry, you think that they're gonna that that she would that the Queen or whoever would would would. I I seriously doubt. I'd that like to doubt that. Yeah, I, I have no. I have no. Um, I yeah. I I totally do not think that she would no. go no, but, to that no but obviously that story's right. yeah but that story's gone around for ages we've had all these different conspiracy theories about how um you know prince philip set up the um set up a driver in the tunnel to you know mm-hmm. collide with them and then all these other ones saying like you know someone tampered with the vehicle and this uh, is anything here with which yeah. which <clears throat> which with uh john f kennedy shooting and with you know oh which, yes i mean uh, you know but the then I, against that and the, the and, JFK ones, I've heard some proper funky ones over the years, such as, you know, someone saying that, you know, he didn't really get shot. Um, he just had a blood pack on the back of his head and then um, he faked his death so he could get out of politics. It's mm-hmm. like, but what? No, you know, when, when people come up with these theories, I just think, God, you must have so much yeah. time on your hands, you know. Oh, I know. There's, there's people like that don't have anything better to do. It's like, it's like those folks that, they get so pissed off and so angry about the dumbest shit because they ain't got nothing else to do and they're angry people to begin with and they gonna get mad because you know you wore a a, let's just say you know somebody wore a a t-shirt to school that or, or or they had like pink hair or something like that you know and oh my god that's terrible you know, mm-hmm. we'll start a movement, no pink hair or, or, or whatever. And I'm just like, y'all have got to simmer down, <laughs> stay in your lane and go find something else to get pissed off about because this is stupid. 
There's well, a whole lot of other shit going on in this world, honey, that's far more important than some kid's hair, yeah. you know, or whatever. I'm just like, y'all got to come on now. Give me a break. One of my favorite, <laughs> one of my favorite stories when it comes to like, you know, school rebellion and things like that. Um, a few years ago, there was a, um, you know, in because of climate change, we do get some very warm summers sometimes. You oh, know, honey, we, it's hot as hell in yeah, here. Are you kidding but, me? Yeah, but that's what I mean. We we get sometimes like the weather really does kick. And if you think if you're, you know, if you're in a school and a lot of school kids now have a full on uniform. So like basically, you know, they've got jackets, they've got trousers, um, you know, shirt, tie, everything like that. And uh, basically um, some schools years ago used to have it like when it hit like a certain temperature or something, they'd say, you know, you can lax the rules a little bit, you know. So um, instead of having like your school trousers, you can have shorts on, you know. Um, right. You don't have to have your jacket on. Mm. If you um, if you want, you can put on a like a like a like a, a V-neck T-shirt or something instead of having your your school shirt just to make it a bit more comfortable. Um, apparently there was one school who um, were so adamant about kids not um, changing the uniform. They said, no, no. Uh, like boys and girls should only wear the issued uniform. Um, and a lot of it was about kids saying, oh, yeah, we want to wear shorts because it's too warm. And the school went, no, you can't do that. And there was one boy who, Joe, you know what absolute legend of a kid he was. Um, he went in one day and uh, he actually went in wearing a, he wore the full uniform, but he was wearing a skirt instead of wearing the trousers. <laughs> and you know they apparently um threatened to throw him out of school threatened to suspend him and you know the kid so intelligent he pointed out that nope i'm in the rules i'm wearing the issued uniform doesn't specifically say that it has to be boys that wear trousers you know and girls have to wear skirts it doesn't specify that one has to wear each one as long as the uniform is being worn by the pupil and, um, you know, apparently all the, a good majority of the boys were doing this. And eventually the, the school went, oh, yeah, well, you win. We messed up. Uh-huh. And uh, they did eventually get their way. And I just thought, you know, what a legend that kid was, you know, to, right? to think of such a great uh, out-of-the-box idea. And he was like, well, basically, as much as I'm doing it to rebel, I do it because it actually does keep me cooler. And it's like, well, yeah, you kid, you know, well, well done. Um, you know, and that's, that's awesome. That's the I kind of rebellion that. I do enjoy because you know it's not violent, it's not taking the piss. You're sticking to the rules, and because you're putting the rules in the faces of the person who demands the rules, they look like an idiot themselves. Exactly. You know? And uh, you well, know, and uh, yeah, to the man, kid. You know, yeah. uh, I love things like that. Still I know what for. You know. Yeah. Okay, I think you know coming to in this chat i i always like to bring it back onto something that's uh that's that's quite nice quite quite happy and quite cheery because you know um as much as the comedy does try to continue there's only so much you can do when you start mentioning things like you know um prince andrew being investigated and 9-11 there's a there is a bit of a fine line there that you do kind of uh you do kind of hit after after that point um but you know going into the next few months of 2021 you know we're getting to the end of the year now things are you know this is going to be the first real test because when we had um like late well for us it's autumn obviously for you guys you got the fall um going into the winter 
we found that you know our case numbers were just going crazy we had a lot of people testing positive for covid we had the hospitalizations shoot right up and christmas let's be honest christmas is like my, one of my favorite times of the year and it was horrible it was really really bad so i'm really hoping that this year we are going to have a better christmas i really hope that you know we're going to be able to enjoy times with family again we're going to be able to um you know go out we're going to be able to you know sing songs with the people we love we're going to be able to drink excessive amounts of alcohol unless you already do that you know that's um kind of do now and again but you know i'm looking forward to it because for one thing me and some of my friends we've already started making plans of what we're going to do leading up to christmas um for me i've got my birthday a couple of weeks before christmas as well so you know i'd like to have some kind of celebration this year it would be nice to get out you know go and enjoy you know some <laughs> some minus three degree weather you know because right. uh, yeah yeah if you hey please if you're about 10 drinks in and you're going between the pubs you know in that kind of state you're not going to care how cold it is so it's yeah. a, it's a blessing um <laughs> But but yeah, you know, I just can't wait. I just I just want a nice, happy, wholesome Christmas. I want to be able to get out, have some fun. And um, when I say go out and have some fun, I mean I don't want every fucking place to close again because I I I enjoy I enjoy Christmas. I like going around to the markets. You know, I enjoy you know going to these little shows, these festivals. Even um even like like my partner said a few weeks ago she said about you know maybe going to like going to a like a a play or a musical or even like a pantomime or something something just to just to make it a bit different this year and uh i agree i think you know i mean everybody like last christmas was kind of was okay but i mean i went to my mom's and you know they had this um this light show christmas light show at a um I guess it was like a park or, or Arboretum or our gardens, you know, like, like a, a place that has like, you know, flowers and stuff. Anyway, so you could like, drive, but we all drove through it. And, mm. but I was in the car with mama and, and them, and we had, I still had to wear my mask and it was so annoying because it just was, you know, and then like when I went to the house, I had to sit like six feet away from them and, you know, mm-hmm. stuff like that. And I was just like, you know, like, I mean, I'm glad I got to go see them and stuff, but still my point is that, you know, you just wanted to be able to do normal, regular stuff, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. And uh, I, I'm, I'm ready. And I, and I tell you this, um, I, I, and I can't end this without mentioning the fact that like the Foo Fighters reopened <laughs> Madison Square Garden was it back in July or something? Mm. It was the first rock show at that at Madison Square Garden in, in New York after the in like a year and a half or something, mm. you know. But they had to make sure everybody was vaccinated. You had to bring your vaccination card, all that stuff. But still, you know, it was awesome. And then I got to go bringing out Nandy out there. Did you see that? I tell you what. Um, speaking of Foo Fighters, I have actually got tickets for their next shows in the UK next year. When um, well, thing is, I I knew that they were coming up soon, but a friend of mine messaged a few weeks ago and basically said, 
yeah, Foo Fighters um, tour next year. Are you in? He said, of course. Said, no, how, how, how would I, how could I say no to, you know, you one of my, fi- one of, you know, the first time I saw Foo Fighters, I still, I still class as my favorite concert of all time. Yeah. Um, my second Foo Fighters concert, I describe as my biggest mistake of all time because I drank so much that I oh, yeah, that's pretty right. much forgot most of the concerts. So, right. yeah. yeah. But he had, uh, he had Nandy, that drumming girl, come mm. out there about a week ago at, um, I guess it was at the Forum in uh, LA, and she played Everlong on the drums. Mm. And she's from the UK and she's like 11. And she challenged him to like a drum off like during quarantine and all this stuff. <laughs> oh, and, I remember this. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But she went out there and I mean, Tyler, who? You know, it's like, <laughs> it was like, you know, Nandy's like, you know, hold on, you know, hold my beer. Let me let me play this song real quick, you know, but um, so that was really cool to watch. I I and the Killers are supposed to be coming here like in the next week or so, and I keep debating on whether I want to go or not. Oh my god, that's enough one as well. I've had tickets to go and see the Killers. No lie, um, I booked them back in 2019, and oh. they were supposed to be for their shows in June of 2020. Uh-huh. And then they got delayed a year to June 2021, and then delayed yet again to June 2022. Oh, that so, sucks. well, in in a way, it does kind of suck. But um, you know, perfect for this podcast, really. But on the, <laughs> on the other on the other end of that, you know, it just means that you know I still have another kickass concert to look forward to. That's that's that. the other way I look at it. You know, as soon as as soon as I can, you know, as soon as I'm. Yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to the to the big shows again. I'm looking forward to right. Yeah, to, and at the moment, my next big show is going to be um, God forbid anything happens in between um, in November when I go to see Elton John and that Shut one. Up. That He's... one. That one that I've he... had booked now for nearly three years. Oh my God! He's going to be here and in, in Nashville on in October of next year. Mm. and i keep thinking i need to go i need to go but um because i like his old stuff better than his new stuff like yeah, I, mean, I, I, like I don't his... think there'll be a lot of the newer stuff i think it will be a lot of the classic yeah from what i can see and on the, the place rolling stones are coming here in october and i'm like damn i want to see the stones, i think the, i think the rolling stones might be a bit bittersweet now especially um i know, know since yeah i love him yeah, after seeing that, Charlie Watson, you know, eighty years old, the guy had been playing with the band for over, over, you know, way over half of his life. Years. <laughs> yeah, he 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 just, uh, you know, he just kept himself going. And you know, the one thing that kept coming up, and um, you know, almost in a jokey way, people going, oh, but Keith Richards is somehow still alive. Oh, I know, right? But you know, that guy's that guy's been through so much. It's like a, yeah, 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 this is it. He's, he's just gonna, he's just always going to be there. You know, he's never, he's never yeah. going to go away. Kind of like, um, that he's still standing. Yeah. T- kind of like, um, oh, what's the, uh, what's, what's the, 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 the old singer's name? Um, Tony Bennett, kind of like him. Tony yeah, Bennett never I, goes. I <laughs> yeah. But, you know, when, um, when I saw the whole thing with Elton John, cause I, I've always really enjoyed Elton John's music. I, I absolutely love it. And it's one of them artists that I don't know how I've never got to go and see him live before, but when 
how many well how many bands how many artists ever put down the the last ever tour it's never the last ever tour the only time it's the last ever tour is if you know they physically are not there to do another tour you know (laughs) god god bless their souls basically but when that came up and i thought right this is the only time i'll probably ever get to go and see him you know god forbid anything happens to him in between and you know fucking me like five years time he decides to do a comeback show or whatever but i, I just said to myself right i'm gonna go i'm gonna go and do right, it. it'd be worth the money yeah well that was it cheap. as well because tickets not cheap yo that was I'll it tell you what. i looked at the price and um I, I kind of i kind of saw it and i was like right mm-hmm. right it's it's two years at the time it was two years ahead i was like right it's two years time it's two years time this will be a worthy investment. I can't pay it off. Yeah, it will. It will. It will be paid. You know. Yes. Um. Sod having to buy. You know. Um. Any any groceries or anything for the next few right, months. So Who needs to eat? Yeah. You know? But it was like it was like you know I I just said to myself right. Um. Yeah, the ticket I think was about one hundred and seventy pounds, which is uh, is I've got to be honest, that is the most I've ever spent for a single concert ticket in my life. I would, I would never. How much is that? That's a lot of damn. Well, here, here they're like. I'm, I'm just trying to work out. Joe, you know I'm gonna. And to, you know, this makes for great podcasting. I'm gonna Google it because I want to see yeah, the exchange too. rate. How much was it? Hundred and what? One hundred and seventy pounds. So. One hundred seventy pounds. 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 So. Um, that's two hundred and thirty-five dollars. Shit, that's cheap, yo. Some of his. <laughs> like that's cheap. Yeah. That is not cheap. Like, well, yeah, it is. Well, that's true. It's, it's really not. But, um, Foo Fighters, well, the Foo Fighters ticket I bought was £85. So that's around about $100, roughly. Yeah, that's about how much mine was, too, because I had general admission seating. And yeah. um, I just went, stood in the floor, on the floor, because they didn't have seats. They really didn't have chairs well, there. The, the thing is, most of my friends I'm going with, um, a good majority of them are about nine, 10 years older than me. So uh, mm-hmm. they're kind of getting to that stage in life where, you know, they, they don't like standing at a concert. They like being able to sit down, but be able to see from like, a decent enough view, which is fine. But, you know, I, I still like to be able to just stand up and like, you know, not necessarily like being a mosh pit or anything, but I like being in that atmosphere and I like being Sorry, able to. I'm looking at uh, Elton John tickets now, like, and some of them are like 250 bucks mm. um but if you want like floors like if you want like front row and stuff forget it man yeah I, I wouldn't i wouldn't dare touch that you know there's, oh, there's a difference okay. between you know not going out for a month because you bought a ticket to you know not going out for a year <laughs> it's like yeah there's exactly a, but, but this I is remember. it you know i don't go to as many shows as i well i if you're fucking saying that you know it's been a pandemic I've course i've been out to many shows you know yeah that, that's that's the excuse i try to use when i buy a ticket i go well i ain't been out for a while it's like no one's fucking been out for a while um right? it's like Nobody you know you life anymore everybody stays home yeah. you know yeah. yeah you know oh you know i've i've not been out to a show for a long time no no one has do you not get that point that's that's what that's what i'm trying to say in a very subtle way um but you know i've got you know i've got plenty of shows that um obviously have been delayed over and over and uh yeah, you know, a couple of them i've had to sell the tickets for because uh you know for one thing um they might have clashed with something else that might have been doing so it's like well okay well just just get rid of them it's easier but i've still got some uh some fantastic eyes. so i've already said you know yeah elton john uh, killers, Foo Fighters. Um, 
you know, and because it reminds me of my days when I was a teenager, uh, I've got tickets to go and see Avril Lavigne whenever that gets rescheduled. I never was a big fan of hers, but I like her. I mean, she's all right. I, mm. I like, um, I don't know. Maybe it's just my age. I've, I've, I mean, I was, I'm all about, I was all about new kids on the block when I was a, a kid, you know, like 12 or 13. Mm. Hell, I've seen them twice since then in my thirties and, and up, you know, but, uh, last time I saw them was like six years ago and oh my God, you thought we were 13 again. We were like, ah! you know, <laughs> but it was oh. fun, you know, but yeah. Um, what was the other one? Um, yeah. And also I don't know how well known this guy is over in the States, but we've got um, a musician who's come up in the last few years called Lewis Capaldi. I don't know him. I'll tell you what, if you get a chance, have um, have a listen to his music because he does write some really good music. It's like very ballad like very um, like, you know, there is like some very like heartfelt songs. But if you ever see the guy on his social media, he is the funniest person you'd ever see. He just he just talks some absolute rubbish. He's so hilarious and so self-indulgent in his humor. But, you know, it's one of the ones that I, I booked because I was like, yeah, I quite like this guy. I like to go and see him live now before he sort of like becomes the next Ed Sheeran and you can't get tickets for love nor money, you know. I've seen Ed Sheeran before. I, I've seen him before. I've seen him, I see him a couple of times, but obviously they were when the first and second album came out, you know. Yeah. To try and get tickets now would be practically impossible because you're going to have every person on the planet that's going to want to go and get tickets for his oh, show. Yeah. It's the prices. It's the prices that always get. It really is the prices. I mean, the price. I mean, that thing. That's what has kept me from going to a a lot of shows in the past that I wanted to go see. (laughs) This is me saying that you know we'll we'll try and end it on a positive. It's like yeah, we can't go out because it's too expensive. Um, (laughs) But on a lighter note, at least we got to go see them. You know, at least you got to go to the shows. At least you got to enjoy the music. At least you got to. Oh yeah to do it with your friends or I think no, this whatever, is what I, you know <laughs> this is how I look at things because over the years you know there was a time when I I was almost going to like a concert a week because right. I, I loved the life experience it didn't have to be it didn't have to be a big arena it didn't have to be like one of these like you know massive venues I was happy even like just going to, to going to a club or a pub you know when right. you had someone like playing in the back room like to an audience of 20 people I enjoy right. shows like that as well but you know, it's just it's just the atmosphere. It's that feeling, and yeah, you know, I know what I, you mean. It's like that here too in Nashville. Like if you go to hmm. some of the songwriter nights or hmm. or something like that, you know, those are always nice because it's kind of chill. But there's a good amount of people, and you can still, you know, enjoy the hear the story of the song or, hmm. or how it came to be or. You know, it's like, you know, years ago, I take a holiday from work and they go, oh, where are you off to? Oh, no, I'm just going to a, a load of concerts. You know, that's my mm-hmm. that's my holiday. You know, why spend, you know, five, six hundred pounds to go to another country and just you know go and see some ruins or whatever when I can go right. to five or six epic shows? You know, that exactly. was exactly uh... I, I totally agree. <laughs> if I could do that, I totally would. And, you know, I think one of the best ones was um, I had a, a 10 day stretch in 2011 where Within that time, I went to go and see, um, yeah, it was Alice Cooper, um, mm. Evanescence, Red Hot mm. Chili Peppers. Um, there was also, uh, there was another musician um, called Tiny Temper, who's a, like, a British rapper. Um, I'm just trying to remember there. There was another guy called Retch Free, too, another 
rapper who was sort of like up and coming at that time. And then, um, oh, what was the other one? Um, Europe. That was it. Europe were touring oh as well. God. And that was what I mean. Like all that within about a 10 day space. <laughs> it was like, you know, that was that was incredible to to see all these acts. And, um, awesome. you know, yeah. I, I may have said this before, but I used to I was on event staff at, mm. at one of the arenas here, the main one where they have all the shows and stuff. And so it was always really nice to do it to work a show because I got to see these great bands and I didn't have to, I didn't have to pay for the ticket. I was already getting paid to work. So all I had to do was stand there, you know, I just stand there and watch the show. It was great. Joe, you know what? I'd always feel that if I had a job like that, I wouldn't do my actual job. I'll just be like watching the show and they'll be like, uh, right, yeah, where was you? Oh no, sorry. I was, I was caught up. Um, why, what yeah. happened? Um, where's my seat? I don't know. Go find it yourself. I'm watching yeah. the show. Yeah. Where's, your, where's your seat? Oh no, I don't need to see. I'm all right here. Thank you. Um, thank you. Right. <laughs> yeah. I'll be polite. Someone goes in, where's the seat? Um, right here. Just, just go over there. You'll be fine. Um, right. can't you, can't you guide me? No, sorry, yeah. man, I don't, I don't work here. And you just cover your badge or something. like um, Right, exactly. <laughs> just be very like, non-conspicuous. Um, exactly. I can't whistle properly. That really ruins that bit. Um, it's like, yeah, just like trying to, yeah. Joe, I'd also be that picky person who goes, um, yeah, so, um, yeah, are you able to come into work today? Uh, yeah, who's, um, who's, who's playing? Oh, um. We've um we've we've got uh, uh oh, oh we've we've got Ozzy Osbourne. Oh yeah, right, I'll be there. Um, is there any chance I, I can possibly help closer to the stage? You know, um, could I? Right? You know, uh, yeah, <laughs> that's what I'll be. I'll be that guy that just goes, um, yeah. Can I? Can I? You know, can I be the guy that brings Ozzy onto stage? Because um, I've right? seen how the guy walks. I don't think he'll make right? it too far. He, on his he own. needs assistance. He needs some help. He's somebody to hold his hand. Bless but his heart. But it's like when um, because I've I've seen him um solo and I've seen him with Black Sabbath a few yeah, times. Yeah, I've seen and, him with uh, Black Sabbath. It but, was awesome. But you know, it's like when you see him go up to the microphone, like bless the guy. He literally, he's, he's like when he's at the when he's at the mic, he's clinging onto it, and it's not for you know any dramatic effect. It's because if he lets go of that, he's gonna be flat on the floor. You know, he's oh, just. Oh, I know. It's, it's quite frightening. Heart. God love him. But do you know, um, and a, fr a friend of mine who I go to uh, concerts with on a regular basis, um, he basically, you know, I, it took a bit of convincing for him to come come to live shows. And I think that what is is that we like a lot of the same music, especially um, when it comes to rock music. Mm -hmm. And one thing that I think did affect him quite a lot when it comes to going to shows was, um, you know, four years ago. Uh, Chester Bennington, the lead singer of Linkin Park, oh, yeah. when he when he sadly passed. Now, Linkin Park is one of my favourite bands of all time, and um, uh -huh. you know, I was lucky to actually go and see him. Like, I only got to see him the once, which is uh -huh. a shame on that side, but still, I went to go and see him. Uh -huh. um, and my my friend, you know, that's one of his favourite bands as well. And when obviously that happened, he'd never been seen. In fact, before then, he'd only ever been to one concert, and uh, you know. We had to we had to change that. The, and um, do, do you know the one concert that he'd been to? And bear in mind, it was a five year gap between that and his second ever show. The first show I, he ever went to was Limp Biscuit. Oh my goodness! 
Well, I was there as well, saying so, you know, um, I like Limbiscuit. I, I like Limbiscuit as well. More, they they been out around these days. Yeah, um, but but then after that, the second show um, ever he, he got to go to, and it was one that I said I, I'll determine to get you the tickets for this, um, and it's his favorite band in the whole world. So you know, imagine going to like you know your second ever concert is going to see your favorite ever band. You know that's. That is something quite incredible. No, I um, we went to go and see Metallica for his second oh, ever show. And, uh, you know, he absolutely loved that. And that was sort of like the pinnacle then. Every show we went to after that, he always used to go, yeah, it's good. It's, it's, not, right. as good, it's not as good as Metallica. Right. <laughs> it was. It was no Metallica, you know. Yeah. Even like, you know, we like, you know, we went to go and see uh, Eminem. He was like, yeah, yeah, no, Eminem's good. Yeah, it's, it's not Metallica, though. Um uh, we went to see Nickelback. Now I love Nickelback. You know, they're—I I think they're an incredible no, band. I know, I know, a lot of people don't like them, but you know. But that's okay. Hey, you do you, boo boo. You know what I'm saying? I—I I, I like them. It's like one of the only shows that I'll go to, and I'll come out of the venue with no voice because I'd sing every word to every song. Oh, I'd be proper awesome. <laughs> And then, um, ah, oh, Joe, and then what was it in 2019 when uh, we got to go and see Bon Jovi and. Oh, sweet. I, I, I absolutely love Bon Jovi. He was amazing. I've seen him a couple of times. He was mm. awesome. And he still looks good as he did on the poster I had on my wall back in 1984. You know, <laughs> mm. but, how you doing? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> he is when, all good looking. But um, I think when, <laughs> when we went there, um, they had um, their, their support act as well. It's also another band that I really enjoy. Uh, they had the Manic Street Preachers who are, yeah one of one of the UK's biggest bands, you know, and uh, to see these guys supporting Bon Jovi, you're like, wow, you know, this is, wow. this is definitely a big lineup, but um, you know, so, so going back onto the positive side, you know, I'm really excited for live music come back. I'm really looking forward to, because effectively talking about Christmas, Elton John is basically the start of my Christmas really. Cause after I've been to that show, I can't afford fuck all else until next That's year. Right. So, <laughs> no, um, the, the concert's been paid for for nearly three years now. So uh I'll be fine. Um, <laughs> but, you know, I, I, I is that, don't get me wrong. I went to a show, as I said, about a week and a half ago. But to go see Elton John, you know, to oh, start, yeah, off my, yeah. start off my, you know, my re-emergence into these concerts mm-hmm. with a legend like that. Oh, hell I'm yeah. Ready for it. I'm so That'd ready for it. That'd be awesome, dude. And, and I mean, the thing is, is um, obviously over the last few years, I've tried to be a bit more conservative with, um, like you know, we're going to shows, trying to you know, yeah. trying to obviously save some money because you know concerts are expensive. And right. I said the stupid thing earlier in the year because I said, right, I'm not going to buy any concert tickets because I've got so many shows already booked and or so many that are being rearranged. I said there, I'm not booking any shows for anyone. And then I added that little caveat: unless Foo Fighters do a show. But apart from that, no. And I thought there's no <laughs> way Foo Fighters are going to announce a show just yet because you know it's still early days. And when they went, no, we're playing. We're gonna, we're coming back to the UK next year. It's like, yeah. Oh shit! If you haven't <laughs> heard, which you probably have, since you're a fan <laughs> of their um, BG stuff that they've done. Oh, yes, I have. Oh my god! Frankly, honestly, it's so damn good. I am not gonna lie. I've always loved the BGs. If you don't like the BGs, then you need to go check yourself. Okay, but it's like. But that those versions of those songs that they did were fabulous. It, it, it was one of them, it was one of the things that I remember popping up, and I thought, 
what the fuck is this? This looks really weird. And then, um, and then, yeah, when when it uh, when it did eventually, uh, you know, make a bit more sense, I was like, oh, okay. So this is basically the Foo Fighters doing their own version of the Bee Gees. It's like, um, okay, yeah, that's a. Uh, and I kind of imagine now that's going to be a few songs on that set list when I go and see them. Oh yeah, but I think that they're at the point in that career. Obviously, they've only been doing it for twenty six years. That um. That they can do whatever the hell they want. And, you know, I thought creatively and stuff, I mean, if it's like any other band. I mean, a lot of, or any, like, they're fans of music too, you mm. know? And if you're a fan and if you're that kind of, if you're that, that capable and have the means to, to do something like that, then go for it. But I thought it was great. I kind of <laughs> like it. And they and have you- that, that little EP on, um, on Spotify, it's called Hail Satin. <laughs> hey, all hail. I'm just kidding. <laughs> and you know, on that note, because I think a lot of people now are going to have to go and listen to the DGs if they haven't already. Um, I and uh, you know, I'm also going to go and sort out the uh, the yelping dogs that I can hear in the distance. Um, <laughs> but anyway, you know, it's been it's been lovely to um to have a catch up with you, Tara. It's been nice to yeah, uh, it's you always know, good to talk to you, hon. Yeah. You know, Thank we've you so um, we set we set the world right. You know, we've um we've told the people that don't want to have the vaccinations how much of an idiot they are. Um, right. You know, we discussed our, our love of live music as um, right. you know, it's always a, a thing to go by. You know, we've talked about you know our hopes for you know better times to come. Um, we've talked about the fact that Prince Andrew can't sweat because you know that's always <laughs> an important that's always an important fact to remember people right, right, if you ever right. meet him and you need to have a conversation starter to start off with you shouldn't talk to him because you know he's a fucking dodgy guy from what i can tell but right. if you do have to speak to him obviously mention the the no sweat thing and check his pits check his armpits yeah yeah, yeah. just um just take a just take a bit like uh, you know a, a bit of tissue just go um yeah andrew just raise your arm for a minute mate um what are you doing <laughs> oh just uh, just patting you down hang on hang on um I'm going to send this off to the lab. I just want to see if there's any sweat molecules on there. Um, you're right to hang around for a couple of hours, aren't you? Yeah. Oh, no, you're not doing anything. You've uh, you've taken yourself away from rules. You, you're fine. Uh, yeah. Okay. Um, let's do that now. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. You know, um, the guys, the guys so weird. And, uh, and that, Joe, let's, let's just finish off on this. Um, okay. There was one guy who um, invited Prince Andrew to... Uh, basically have a meeting and have one of the, um, you know, have a polygraph test, you know, a, a lie detector test. Mm-hmm. Um, and basically to ask him about all the Jeffrey Epstein stuff. Mm-hmm. And um, he said that he would offer Prince Andrew $100 million if he agreed to it. Oh my God. So all he's got to do is go in for like a one hour session on a polygraph, be asked some questions he walks over $100 million. And let's just put it this way. If he's innocent, if he's telling us the truth, he's got nothing to worry about, and he's going to make a hell of a lot of money because I'm sure that mummy's not giving him any more money now as he's uh, as he stepped away from you know from doing a, whatever he was doing anyway as a royal. I, I don't really know. Because um, that's it. You know, what, what, do, what do the royals do you know, in terms of work? You know, it's not like you see him, Dan, down at McDonald's flipping burgers or anything, you know, to, get, right. to earn their upkeep. It's not like, you know, can you imagine like an undercover boss kind of situation, oh but it's undercover royals. Oh, that'd be hilarious. God. 
know, that's that's um, right. If E Network or any of these guys decide to pick that up as a show, I want executive producer credit on that, and right. I want to be able to pick the role man. Uh, royal family members that you put on the show because uh oh come on how how fun would it be to say i don't know let's let's say like you know like prince charles um mm-hmm. we we give him um i don't we let him be like the announcer at like um like a nascar race or something like that you know just to just, <laughs> just, or or you know even better have him as the commentator for for you know for like the um like for the super bowl or something like that Oh my god, that'd be hilarious! I think that'd be brilliant. You know, undercover royal, right? This, yes, coming this spring, um, right? Because you know it's a cheap enough show to make, apart from how much it probably costs to get the roles on. But you know, can you imagine? Uh, um, yes, tune in for our two-hour premiere of Undercover Royals with Prince Charles. Ooh, yeah. I'm watching that. Yeah, can you imagine? Uh, um, so we'd have to do a good network deal because I don't think I don't think it should be sold to one of the streaming sites. No. I reckon I reckon co-produced with uh, I don't know NBC and um, BBC, right? So totally. obviously, so we've got dual rights to show it pretty much at the same time, both in the US right. and the UK. Totally, I'm down with that. Let's do it. Let's make it happen. Chop chop. And as we found me, me and my mate Josh, we were talking about show ideas on the previous podcast, and it did seem like that they were being created. So you know, this is why I'm going to keep plugging it. You know, undercover royals, it's going to happen. Dum, dum, dum. And you know, and we can even get Prince Andrew in it because you know, no one will suspect yes. it's him until they go. Um, <laughs> until they go. Uh, yeah, yeah, we're we're in a. Oh, that's it. Prince Andrew can work in a sauna. There we go. Yes. We'll soon, we'll soon see if the bugger can sweat. Then. Right. Yeah. There we go. <laughs> you have God. it. God. So either way, you know, we, we've either got the makings for such a great TV show, or this podcast is going to be unlisted. Um, <laughs> Oh dear, we can't do that. Oh, can you imagine? Um, yeah, why, why is it being unlisted? Well, you know, your comments about the royal family. What I just suggested them for a new reality show. Is that really such right? a bad thing? It's not. You can follow John Joe on Twitter at John Joe Cosgrove or on the All Things Suck Facebook page. Wait a minute. All Things Suck. Are you trying to say I suck, John Joe? I've never been so insulted in my life. <laughs>